Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've had photographers, you know, knocking on my door for many years. How do I do this? How did you do this? What type of camera did you use? You know, what's your pricing? How does your contract look like? I mean, thousands of questions. Well, when you've been referred to as a rock star photographer, then you should expect thousands of people outside your door every day, yeah? Well, not if you don't really see yourself like that, and especially if you're actually quite a shy person. I'm Matt Bowen. This is Phototypes. Matt freaking Bowen. Oh my gosh! If you're a wedding photographer, then Jose Villa won't need any introduction. Chances are you're one of the 293,000 people already following him on Instagram. Whether you do or don't know him, though, you're about to find out about his photography journey, what turned him on to weddings, and why he doesn't see himself as a rock star. Jose, how are you? Welcome to Phototypes. Thank you for having me. Have a look around yourself and first of all, tell us where you are physically, just what you can see around you. <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm in a small little room in my um, upstairs house that I decided to hide because my employees are starting to come in. So I'm hiding from my employees because once they know I'm in here, the questions are going to start to, to, to bombard me. <laughs> what are we doing today? What's going on? What's going on with this client? What are we doing with this album? Um, so I've decided to sit down on the ground in the corner of, of my house. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Um, you're in California, yeah? Yes, I'm in Solvang, California, which is uh, central California. So if you know where Santa Barbara is, um, it's about 45 minutes north of, of Santa Barbara. How many employees do you have? So I have, um, currently I have four, um, four full-time employees. Do they shoot with you or are they sort of in the background doing things? No. So, okay. So I have, um, I have four employees. So one of, well, two of them have been with me for about 10 years. And one of them, Lacey, she is one of my second shooters. So one of my main second shooters. So um, she also does does a lot of the office work as well. And then my other employee that's been here for 10 years is my sister, who I decided to employ when she was 16 years old. And she was my main assistant at weddings. Um, and then my other two employees, uh, one of them does mostly albums, and then the other one is uh, does more of the office uh, management, um, you know, studio management duties. All right, Jose, if you can, in a few words or a few paragraphs, describe yourself as a photographer. Ooh, okay. So um, as a photographer, I feel like a lot of it has to do with who, who I am too as a person. So really, I just have this camera in my, in my hand, um, but... I feel like I really I love light, soft, beautiful things. I love um, I love laughter. Uh, so really, it's just I think it's me as a, with a camera in my hand as an extension of of me. Really, um, 
I don't know. Photographer is kind of a funny word. I don't really, <laughs> um, I'm just kind of someone taking a picture and I have been for 15 years. So it's been, um, you know, of course, I, I guess 15 years ago, I would have described myself as like this technical person with a camera and that's not who I am today. So I definitely, things do change as, as I get more into kind of who I really feel like I am today as a photographer. Um, back then it was all about technical. Now it's all about me and it's about how I feel and, um, about my client and what, um, you know, the feeling of what I'm doing at that time sort of just comes through in, in the photos. Did anything in particular prompt that change or was that just, um, an evolution? Um, I feel like it was an evolution and I also feel like it's, um, it's been a lot of kind of really understanding myself as a person, um, and having a confidence as well. Um, you know, I started out when I was 17 years old, so I was young. I really didn't know much about, you know, life and, um, I, you know, certain things too, like that have happened in my life. Um, very amazing, happy moments, um, you know, sad moments, things like that. You just kind of start to grow as a person and I feel like you start to see the world in a completely different way. Let's rewind a little bit then. And when did you pick up a camera seriously for the first time? Um, I picked up my camera seriously, um, probably right after high school. Um, but I started in high school as kind of a, a you know, a let's take photography just to kind of mess around and, and not really focus on what I was, should be doing in high school. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so then my, you know, after high school, my instructor said, what are you going to do after high school? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe I'll be a photographer. And, uh, and so I, I told my parents and they were not on board. They did not support me with that. And so he said, and I told him this, and so he said, well, why don't I take you to the college that you're interested in going? And this photography school, and it's, uh, it's called Brooks Institute of Photography in Santa Barbara. Luckily, it was only 45 minutes away. So um, he went with me, and, and we toured the grounds, and we asked all these questions, and um, it was great. And so then I told my parents, hey, I'm, I'm going to photography school. Um, and then from then on, it, that it was serious. It was like, okay, I'm going to college for photography and it's going to happen and it's really expensive. Um, so it has to be serious. And I really didn't know much about photography. I just, I thought it was just kind of this, this world of taking pretty pictures and that was it. And, um, but little did I know, I mean, I took three years of intense technical school at Brooks Institute and, um, really I thought, gosh, what, whatever happened to the, the, the idea of just taking pretty pictures, it became such a crazy three year intense technical <laughs> journey. Um, but I will never take that back because it was such an amazing experience to be able to light anything any way that I wanted, uh, because I was obviously very formally trained by one of the best photography schools in the world. And so then from there on, I thought, gosh, well, let me just insert myself now, now that I know technical, let me just start taking pictures how I would love to just see the world. And, uh, and it, w it was great. It was a good transition. At what point were your parents on board? <laughs> That's a good question. I laugh about this all the time. Um, when I got my first $5,000 wedding, um, I went to my parents and I said, oh my gosh, I, you will not believe I, my client just signed a contract for $5,000. And they, they both said, See, we told you photography was an amazing career for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And they and my dad immediately was like, "Oh my god, wh why would anybody pay you five thousand dollars?" And I said, "I have no idea." 
so I think once once they saw that I could potentially make this much money, which would take them like four months to make, uh, <laughs> not that much, but maybe two months, um, they were like, oh my gosh, this is definitely, um, I mean, if you love it and you're passionate about this and you know it feels like it's not work and you're getting paid well, what an amazing uh, life that you have. And at that time, I was you know 22 years old or 23. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, amazing things to look forward to and not just the money part, but the opportunities the travel and all the stuff that was to come. So that was maybe three, four years into your career. Was it when that, when you signed that one? Yeah. So I started my, my photography, um, my actually, like I went to the like city of, or the County of Santa Barbara for my business license when I was 20. So at 24, um, about then I, that was about when I first got paid that much money. Do you remember your first wedding? Well, oh yes, I do. I do remember, um, my first wedding. Well, I actually did not want to photograph weddings. Um, from the very beginning, I actually was, you know, went to, uh, Brooks Institute of Photography and they train you not to be a wedding photographer. Really. They're like, you know, weddings are below you. So, um, they, they really train you to be, you know, the, the photographers that photograph, you know, Vogue covers and all these incredible, um, you know, to be a, a Mario Testino and an Annie Leibovitz. Um, and, but I didn't really want to do that cause I didn't want to leave the small town that I, that I grew up in. I wanted to come back here and, and make my family here and live in this area. And so I decided that I would start photographing children. And so I thought, gosh, you know, I, I feel like I can handle children because, you know, really I could just chase around after them. Um, you know, they're not telling me, oh my gosh, I look fat or my, I have a double chin or anything like that. So I started that way. I felt comfortable and I really was nervous to talk to adults. I don't know what it was. It was just, I just felt really intimidated and I felt like I could get along with children a lot better. Um, and so I started that way, just photographing children, kids, um, babies. And one of my clients said that it was a, that it was a continuing client one of my best clients at the beginning of my career said, Hey, my sister is getting married and, um, we want you to be the photographer. And I said, no, no, I, I don't shoot weddings. I'm, I'm, I'm way better than that. And, uh, and she said, no, no, but like, we know that your style would be perfect and so I said, okay, well, fine, but let me think about it. So I went home. I got her phone number. Of course, I already had it, but I got her cell phone number. I remember clearly. I called her back and I said, hey, um, I thought about it, and I think I would love to photograph your, your sister's wedding. It was her sister's wedding. That's what it was. And, um, and she said, okay, that sounds great. How much do you charge? And I said, well, before we talk about the money, I do want to let you know that I do not want to be talking to any adults. So all I want to do is just be a fly on the wall. And, um, you know, I come in and out whenever I want and that's it. And she said, okay, that's interesting. And uh, she's like, you won't even do family portraits. And I'm like, no, I'm not into that. I just want to be a fly on the wall. And she said, okay, fine. That's interesting, but okay, fine. How much will you charge? And I said, well, how about $400? And she said, okay, yeah, you're hired. And I said, okay, great. So, you know, as a film shooter, I, I don't think, I mean, I probably paid for her wedding. It was something that I was definitely minus in the bank on that, but that was okay because it was such an amazing experience to be there, a fly on the wall. And I got my photos back and I was happy, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent happy. I felt like I was missing something. And what I realized that I was missing was that I was missing inserting myself in the photos, not obviously physically, but, you know, directing and telling them, um, certain things about what they should be doing in the photo. So maybe relaxing your shoulders or turning this way or, you know, I, I needed to be more of that art director 
And I felt like once I started doing that after my third, fourth, and fifth wedding, my photos to me started to feel more like me. And uh, and then that was it. I mean, that was pretty much the start of something that, you know, I would never have thought that I would be, you know, doing today. So that was my first wedding. It was definitely one of my favorite weddings still because I felt like it was a fresh eye into a different world um, for me. And uh, and still I have some of those photos. Uh, I wouldn't want to show anybody. They're terrible. But <laughs> but for me, they still have such a beautiful, um, you know, clear um, eye of, of something that's very just simple and you know, um, just candid, but just genuine. It's, it, they felt really, really beautiful. After you'd done three or four weddings, were you then comfortable in that you wanted to do weddings as a career or were you still thinking, no, I'm going to shoot something else? Um, I wasn't comfortable. I don't think I got comfortable until years after, but I definitely felt like I think I could do this, you know? And, and one of the things that I just did not like was, and it was more of just because I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of a shy person, I don't really, and and it sounds funny to say this, but I don't really like to be in front of people. I don't, you know, I don't want, I mean, I speak at WPPI, for example, and all these things, but I I tell you, I am a nervous wreck. Um, You know, so part of the thing that really I didn't love was gathering people for photos and being kind of that center of attention, like everyone pay attention to the photographer because he's talking or, you know, and so I just didn't want anybody to see me. Um, so that part of it was, I don't know, I, that was just really uncomfortable. But when I got in my own little world and when the thing, when the genuine moments were happening, like the ceremonies or, you know, for example, even just um, people walking down the aisle or candid moments like that, I felt like I, I was having an amazing time and I felt just so free. Um, so I think, I don't know, it, it, I wasn't confident. No way. It took me years. And I know that a lot of photographers struggle with that. Um, and even to this day, I still feel like, you know, I'm not confident in certain things. And it's just, I think, a natural human thing. When did you feel that people started to take notice of your weddings and your style? So I've been doing this for about 15 years. Um, I would say probably maybe five years into my career. I got some, I think, you know, people ask me all the time, what are like the main things that are like the the turning points in your career, for example. And I think when I was, you know, five years into it, I got an email from the editors at Martha Stewart Weddings. And I don't know if you've heard of that magazine, but in America, it's like one of the magazines to be in, you know, to be published in, in the wedding world. And I got an email from them and it was like, I was never into really needing to be published. It wasn't a thing. I didn't even look at magazines, wedding magazines at all. But um, I got an email and and the editor said, hey, we saw this wedding on your website and we would love to have it in print. And I thought, whoa, that's really awesome, like to be in print. How how cool is that? So, of course, uh, before responding to her, I went to a bookstore and I went and I bought the magazine and I looked at it and I wanted to make sure that it was the, the type of wedding, you know, magazine that would represent my work really well. And uh, and I looked at it and I thought, gosh, this is beautiful. I would love to be in this magazine. So I, of course, responded back immediately after I got the magazine. And I said, I would love it. What do you need me to do? And so I sent her the files or whatever it was. I don't recall. But, they, you know, it, it, it got published. And because of that, a lot of amazing opportunities came uh, to me and they landed on my lap. I've always been the type of person that just allows things to just happen. Um, I don't really force things. I don't feel like... I feel like sometimes it's just a little bit, um, it, it feels not right to me when I force certain things like, you know, f- 
trying to tell people what to do about my images or you need to publish me, you need to publish me. Like that's just not me. You know, so I've always been that person and I just sit there and let things happen. And luckily it things have really happened. And I, I think a lot of it has to be that has to do too with the time of the, you know, when I started my business and um, how, you know, because of course we know that there's so many photographers in this industry today and you can be lost in, in the thousands of photographers. I mean, I'll be honest, but back in the day, maybe 15 years ago, it wasn't like it is today. Um, so that definitely did help me out. Um, editors were looking for new photographers at the time and they still are. It's not like they're not, but at the time it was something that they were just like wanting to transition from more of a journalistic style um, more into kind of a fine art style or the directed style or the editorial style. And um, I felt like these magazines saw that in my work. And so things started to roll from then. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Was your style very different to what was prevalent in the U.S. wedding markets at the time? Yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, you've had the, you know, wedding photojournalist photographers, you know, that's what they, you know, like, for example, um, Joe Busink um, or Dennis Reggie, you know, the pioneers of uh, photo uh, wedding photojournalism. And a lot of these magazines, when I started my business 15 years ago, that was what they were looking for because it was new and fresh at the time. Um, and so they were publishing people like them. And so when I started to photograph more in an editorial style, and I'm not saying I was the only one, there was definitely a handful of us that were doing that. Um, you know, we started to get noticed because it was something that was a little bit more directed and more stylized. Um, and so magazines started to take notice and things started to change. At that point when you got published, what were your aspirations for your business then? Were, were they, well, I'll just let you answer. What were the aspirations that you had in your mind for your photography business? I mean, I've always just wanted to just be busy. I, lo I just love to just photograph. So I never really wanted to just, I, I never wanted to be where it was like four days of no shooting. I've always wanted to have a camera in my hand. Um, so by getting published, I felt like it was such a, a, a goal to be able to be seen by people that really loved the style and that I, my biggest thing is I wanted to attract the clients that were the type that were my type of clients where we understood each other, um, where they knew exactly what they were going to get. Um, you know, there wasn't going to be any friction or, or any uh, miscommunication. And so that's really all I wanted. I didn't know what was to come. I didn't know, you know, that. Um, I'd have to start changing my contracts. I'd have to start working with different, you know, types of clientele that had a lot more money, had a lot, the budgets were higher. 
I mean, I've learned so much from that experience. And so by being seen like that, I didn't, by getting published, I thought, okay, what's going to happen potentially? I didn't know. Um, But if anything positive happened from being published, this is what I would want. I just really would want to continue to shoot um, and just be inspired and shoot what I want to shoot. I didn't want my clients to ever tell me how to, how to make a photograph. Um, And I know that sometimes that's hard for photographers to say no or to, you know, just kind of let the client take control. But at the beginning, that's what happened. My clients took control and I didn't want that. So that's all I really wanted. Are your aspirations the same now? Um, gosh, things have changed. Uh, I think my, it, yeah, my life has changed. Um, they're very similar. Absolutely. I think for sure. But, um, but I'm like now thinking what's next, you know, for me, because I've been doing this for, for 15 years. Um, I still want to continue to be a photographer to, till I cannot pick up a camera, uh, because of old age, hopefully. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that will take me. I do love, um, because of getting published in wedding magazines like this, now I'm being, I'm being approached by commercial clients. So my, my business is definitely changing in a way um, where I'm, I'm more on the commercial front and also um, editorial uh, photography it has def- and fashion photography is such a huge thing with, with me now. So, yeah, it, they're still the same, I think, because I'm always about making sure that the client is the t- same type of client that I'm that is in my mind, you know, the, the type of client that is is really me. Um, so it's always going to be that way, I think, to the very end for sure. I think you've probably been referred to along with a few others as a superstar or a rock star photographer. Do you feel like that? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, I see myself as just a photographer. I mean, I just take pictures and I post photos because, you know, my clients want to see them. My new clients want to see them. Um, my, the vendors that I work with, uh, I want to be able to give them a shout out, you know, things like that. And I want to be able to get them work too. And, and I want to be able to work with them again. Um, so that's mostly why I do it. And then through the process, I've had photographers, you know, knocking on my door for many years. How do I do this? How did you do this? What type of camera did you use? You know, what's your pricing? How does your contract look like? <laughs> I mean, thousands of questions. Uh, and I'm, I am an educator. I do love to teach. Uh, I do, you know, I one workshop or so a year, sometimes two. Um, but I, I feel like my passion is, is being a photographer. That's my passion. Um, I love to share, but I can't share too much. Uh, meaning as so many times in a year because it takes away from me photographing. Um, and again, all I want to do is just create beautiful photos. Do you feel any pressure though from that sort of following from, from the photography world? Sometimes I do. I'll be honest. When I post a photo, let's say on Instagram, I, I do feel the pressure of what are these photographers going to think? You know, um, is it going to be good enough for them? Are they going to unfollow me because they don't like this photo? Or is this photo going to be repetitive from other ones I've shot? I've, uh, it's so weird. Like, I'm really sensitive. I've become, I've always been that way. Um, and I, I don't, I never want people to think um, negative about me, even outside of the wedding world. Um, I always want to, I want to be a yes man. I want to say yes to everything. I want everyone to be happy. And I've, I think that that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. And, uh, and with my clients too, I feel like sometimes they can take a little bit 
too much uh, energy from me. Um, and it's it's draining. It's definitely draining. But I feel like I found a little better balance. But yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. How do you handle that pressure? Do you have days where you just completely break away from the camera? Or are you the sort of person who always needs a camera near them? I can definitely break away from my film camera. But I always have to have some sort of a camera, um, whether it's an iPhone or, or anything like that. Yeah, my, my iPhone camera is, uh, yeah, I love that thing. It's crazy, the technology. I've, obviously, I'm a film photographer, but this iPhone, man, it's getting better and better. Who inspires you, Jose, or who inspired you to begin with, and who inspires you now? What really inspires me is travel. And I, I love people in these particular travel situations. I think that's what really inspires me. I also really love, you know, fashion photographers and, um, you know, I mentioned Mario Testino and Annie Leibovitz and things like that. Um, I, yeah, so I think it's uh, it's not like I would say one particular person inspires me. I think from the very beginning, uh, I was really inspired by my surroundings. I think that was really important for me is just being surrounded by beauty in, in a landscape was what I thought was it. And then I brought in um, my subjects and I just kind of just did my thing. Who or what has been a big influence on your career? Sounds kind of cheesy, but my instructor from high school has been such a really big influence, I think, at the very beginning. And then we lost contact, and um, and, and then I kind of just went into a hole and just kind of did my own thing. So um, I don't know. I love I, – I, it's kind of weird, but I love, like – I love. I actually do love what's happening in the world, <laughs> so a lot of that really inspires me too. Kind of moving on to like seeing seeing the world, like what um, you know, news and things like that, which can be depressing, but um, all of that really inspires me as well. Um, telling a story, capturing people, making sure that we create images for life for a lifetime, you know. So I don't know. That continues to just you know. I want more of it. More, 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 more. If you didn't shoot weddings, what what else would you shoot? Probably travel. I think definitely travel photography. That's probably one of the main things that I would love to do. Even even to this day, like if I could, if I could make a good living doing travel, I would I would drop most of my weddings. Not all of them. I'd still do a few, um, but I would probably just go out and travel. And I love photographing people, kids, kids. It's it's. I just love and older people. I love faces, wrinkles, things like that. What excites you about your work? What makes you get out of bed in the morning? I think what excites me is what's the next thing. Like I, you know, I feel like. You know, we're, we're at the forefront of, of this industry as fine art wedding photographers and film is such a big thing right now. What is the next thing? And, um, and, and I feel like, you know, a lot of fashion, like for weddings and things, like fashion is such a big part of, I think, what inspires me. What's the new things on the market? Who are the new vendors coming into this industry? Um, a lot of floral designers, invitation people, you know, wedding planners. These, these are folks that I'm really inspired by in this industry. And, uh, and all I really want to do is create and I want to share my images with them to be able to help them out in their businesses as well. Because, you know, they may be the, the most amazing floral designer on the planet, but if their stuff is not photographed correctly, um, you know, I, I think that that is such a, a main thing for them is to have someone like me or other amazing photographers to create their beautiful stuff um, to, to, to get them work and to have them be successful. I don't know, I'm on this like path of like, having my friends be really successful. <laughs> it's crazy. No, that's uh, very honorable. Do you feel, just coming back to pressure a little bit, do you feel pressure to keep one step ahead of the game? 
a little bit because, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of scared about, and maybe that's a question you're going to ask, but I'm really nervous about kind of falling behind. You know, let's, I'm going to be super honest. Um, you know, I've, I've been kind of, you know, ahead of what I feel like in the, in at least the film photography, you know, realm is, has been really kind of a thing, like just ahead of it, just go, 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 go. What's the new thing? What's the fresh thing? Creating beautiful images for the client, raising your rates, things like that. Um, but I'm scared of, of falling behind and I'm scared of it not working out for me and, um, and being, you know, I'm 35 now, but being 50 years old and, um, you know, not having an investment and not having anything to really to look forward to. Um, so that's really kind of what scares me. So I'm always like, okay, what am I going to do next to be able to, to get to that place? So there's a lot of pressure for me to, in, within my own self, um, to make things happen for myself and for my business so that I don't fall behind. Do you feel that all of the, there's a ceiling to film photography as opposed to digital photography, which can be manipulated in so many ways? There might be a ceiling to film photography? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think um, there are certain clients that love film and there are certain clients that like digital. There are certain clients that could give a crap. Um, you know, they just want it to look uh, whatever it is uh, for them that feels right. Um, so I don't necessarily think that there is. I just, for me, it's also a lifestyle because, you know, I shoot it, I send it, it comes back. It's pretty much almost, you know, in most cases, 100% color corrected and I can deliver it to the client. I don't have to do anything in the computer. So it allows me to have more time to, to do other things. Um, you know, at 5 p.m., I'm out of the office, I'm done, you know, if I don't have a photo shoot. And that allows me to disconnect so that I don't have to think that or feel like I've got to go upstairs or because and I say upstairs because I work upstairs out of my home um, to color correct and to work on a wedding and edit it for 40 hours. You know, I just I can't do that. So, you know, I've created a formula, I think, that works for me by choosing a certain film, overexposing lighting in a certain way to create something that is pretty much deliverable once I get it from the lab um, so that I'm done, you know, so. I wouldn't say it's definitely, you know, sealable. I just think it's just, it's just film. It's just something that's maybe a different particular look that people like. Um, some people, like I said, I have clients that are just will only hire film photographers. Um, maybe because that's their background. They're art directors, they're film directors, and they love film. They love the traditional look. Um, but then there they are in their job, you know, doing digital 100%. You know, I have, I shoot a lot of wedding photographers' weddings and most, of, in some cases, not most of them, and in some cases they're digital photographers, but they want a film shooter, you know? So, um, yeah, and really I just want 35 weddings a year. So that's, um, if I can, I can manage that with, you know, with, with 35 people that love this look of film, then I'm done. Excellent. Well, I think um, you've kind of covered what scares you. Is there anything else you want to add into that? What else scares me? I mean, really, you know what? Personally, I you get you get older, and it's like, oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> even just what's happening to your body, you know, as a photographer. And I'll, of course, I can only speak to that. But you know, my shoulder after holding a camera forever is like starting to hurt. <laughs> you know, uh, my back. Um, you know, from literally just standing there with the camera for ten hours and fourteen hours at weddings. You know, so um, I think things just start to fall apart. And I'm, look, it's not. I sound like I'm 70, but uh, but but still, sometimes it's hard to get out of bed going, oh my gosh, my back is hurting. Jose, you've been very good so far in this interview, and you've not said anything sweary or cursed, but do you have a favorite swear word at all? I kind of like shit. 
<laughs> uh, it's kind of a, a quick thing to just say, like when something wrong happens, you know, like when I load the wrong film for the, you know, the totally different lighting situation, I'm like, shit. <laughs> Are you a, a prolific squarer or do you kind no. of try and keep clean? No, I try to keep clean. I yeah, I don't want my employees to to get all crazy and and start to cuss in front of my you know feel like it's comfortable enough to cuss in front of my client. <laughs> some people do swear at weddings, and some people don't. Are you one of those who who wouldn't swear in front of a client? I would never, never. I mean, I would be so embarrassed, but that's just me. <laughs> if you could be anything else for a day, what would you be? I would probably be. Probably a cake baker. <laughs> um, I love cakes, and uh, I have no clue how to even begin making a beautiful cake. So I think they'd be such a fun thing to just put my hands into, like all this amazing sweetness, and make a beautiful cake. You know, we have the Great British Bake Off here. Do you get that on BBC America? Does that come over to you guys? Oh, I- I've never heard of it. Are they actually making cakes? It's a competition in the English countryside where they uh, there's about 12 guys who start off and every week somebody gets bumped off because their cake isn't up to scratch. And there's a really famous uh, baker called Mary Berry on it who's like royalty in, in the oh. cake baking world. But yeah. Oh, cool. Look out no, for I- heard of it but i would love to watch that i think that'd be such a fun thing to do like on a saturday when i don't have a wedding (laughs) yeah it's um yeah it makes your mouth water so maybe uh don't watch it too much who living or dead would you love to photograph i would probably love to photograph marilyn monroe just beautiful classic timeless and i kind of feel like and maybe this is rude to say but i i feel like she's a little ditzy and i kind of like that i think we would have a lot of laughs (laughs) Would you direct her or let her do her own thing? I'd probably start off by just letting her, her do her own thing. I don't know why I would think that she was probably drunk when she'd show up at the photo shoot. So I'd let her do her thing. And then I'd probably start to direct her and put her back to place. I think that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> you do um, your workshops, as you mentioned. What would be your advice to other photographers a nice little concise piece of advice to people i don't know i mean there's a lot of things that i could say i think we can talk about this for an hour um but if i were to say one thing i would definitely advise photographers to really master one thing whatever it may be you know maybe it's weddings maybe it's even car photography architecture whatever it is master that and be the best at that and i feel like when you are the best at that then just do just shoot whatever you want to shoot. Don't let the client tell you what to do. Um, and really just shoot for yourself. Um, so I know there's a couple of things I just mentioned, but really, but really I think it's about mastering one thing um, and then shooting definitely just for yourself. Um, and then that's how you kind of start to build a brand. I mean, at least that's how I've noticed that sort of things have happened through that process. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. Well, who else would you like to hear from on this podcast? Who, what, which photographers would you like to know more about? I mean, of course, you know, we talk about these very, you know, I'd say famous photographers. It'd be awesome to hear somebody like, you know, Henny Leibovitz or somebody on here. You know, I'd love to maybe even in the wedding world, it'd be really cool to maybe get uh, Elizabeth Messina on here. 
Um, I know she she probably doesn't do these things, but um, she shot my wedding and we're friends. And, um, you know, it'd be cool to hear her on this type of a platform. I have tried to get her on and we were chatting and she was keen to come on. We, we were about this close to getting her on. And then um, she had a fire at her studio. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, that set her back a bit. But hopefully in the new year, then we'll... Uh, We'll get together and she'll come on. Yeah, it'd be cool. Jose, thank you so much for doing this. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you and uh, really enlightening to hear what you've got to say. Just tell people where they can find you on the internet and social media. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, my website's just my name, so josevia.com. And um, I'm really active uh, on on Instagram. So it's just Jose Villa. You can just find me there. I do blog at least three times a week or so. Well, depends. Depends on the time of year. (laughs) At least once a week. Let's just put it that way. Um, And you can check that out on joseviablog.com. Well, thanks very much to Jose. It's great to be back for season two of Phototypes. And we've already got some great guests lined up. Find us, as always, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at phototypespod. Come say hi and tell us who you would like to hear from. Next week, we'll hear from Gregory Crudson. on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns